Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to the Open Mic Podcast with your host, Brett Allen. Join us each week as Brett interviews extraordinary and amazing people. At the Open Mic, no topic is off limits, and you never know who will drop by. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. It's your boy, Brett Allen, coming at you live from the Bay Area studios. We have a special guest today. We always have special guests, but today, Lily Brooks O'Brien is on the line. She is an actor, a singer, and she plays Mandy on the breakout hit show, The Big Show Show on Netflix, starring retired wrestler The Big Show and a myriad of other talented folks. And we are going to talk about so many things. She does everything, TikTok, motivation, self-care, cooking. I mean, she is just wise beyond her years. And I am excited for you to check this interview out. Today, we also spoke to Jackson Dollinger, who is the star of Disney Channel's Sydney to the Max. He plays Young Max on that show. And we also had a fantastic conversation today with William Hung, former American Idol winner turned coach, speaker, motivational guy. I mean, he does it all. He's a poker player. All of that is coming at you next week. But for now, we have the wonderfully talented Lily Brooks O'Brien. Lily, welcome to the show. So I'm so glad to be here. Very cool. Well, I know you've been busy doing lots of interviews because you have a brand new show that just released on Netflix, which is hilarious, by the way. It's so funny. And especially now in a time where we just need laughter in our lives because life is so crazy. So before we talk about the show, just I'm curious, how are you doing with all of this being stuck at home? What are you doing to entertain yourself? Are your parents driving you crazy? Let's get to scoop. <laughs> yeah, of course. So for me, I have always like been like, I've always, I've been homeschooled for a while. So schooling hasn't really changed for me. And honestly, staying at home, not really either. I mean, I normally go to youth at my church every Wednesday. So that has not been happening. And sometimes I'll hang out with my friends at the pool and the pool is closed, sadly, which is really upsetting. But I, the way I've been dealing with it is just making sure that I stay creative and make sure that I'm keeping myself occupied with guitar, singing, and practicing my acting and just trying to make sure that I further myself and my craft while I have the time. Very cool. Well, let's talk about your new Netflix special. Absolutely hilarious. And you are one of the stars of this show. How did that come about for you? How did that all start? And how did you decide that that was something that you wanted to be a part of? Because you've done a lot of different things, but this is a very great show. Let's talk about that. Yeah, of course. So The Big Show Show is a family comedy about WWE champion The Big Show and his life with his three daughters after he's retired from wrestling. It's basically Big Show figuring out how to adapt to being home more with his three daughters um, after after Lola, their half-sister, moves in with them. And it's basically the whole family kind of just adapting to Big Show being home more and Lola living with them. And it's just so, so much fun. And it shows the ups and downs of family life. I've always wanted to do a a, a sitcom, a, a comedy uh, with, a multi, with multi-camera. It's always been something that I've wanted to do, but I've never really known how multi-camera sitcoms work. So when I booked this, I learned so much. I There was a multi-camera boot camp that we did with Phil Lewis, um, who was in Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. So he was our first director for the first three episodes, and he was 
so incredible and he, he knows how multi-cameras work. So I just learned so much from them and from Alison Mann, who plays my mom. And it was just so incredible to learn so much about comedic timing and cheating myself to different cameras because there are four cameras. And I just learned so much and I'm so thankful for the experience. So what are some of the challenges that you face from that as opposed to doing like live, well, I'm sorry, not live filming movies and stuff like that, or regular television shows, like how you, you learned about those things that you mentioned, but was there anything else specific that you found challenging? I don't know if that makes a difference or not. You mentioned comedic timing. I honestly feel like when I'm in front of an audience, it brings out so much in me because especially when the audience is pumped up and excited and in between they were all dancing and singing and playing music. It was just so incredible. But for me, something that was a little bit challenging is that remembering that even though I'm in front of a camera, I'm still in front of, in front of an audience. So I need to make sure that my volume is up and that I'm, and that I'm acting as if there's an audience there, not, not just that there's a camera there. So something that I had to work on is making sure that I project towards the audience and remember that I'm not just performing in front of a camera. There's also a live audience. Very cool. Now you started acting at a very young age. How did you know that this was something that you wanted to do? Because if I understand your parents weren't necessarily excited about this in the very beginning. And so you you were able to convince them. Congratulations. That's great. And it's obviously proven to be very well for you. But how did you know that that is what you wanted to do? What was it that interested you the most and caused you to pursue acting as a career? Yeah, of course. So when I was living in Memphis, Tennessee, I lived in Memphis, Tennessee since I was born till when I was eight years old. So when I was living there, right across the street from our house was a little community theater called Germantown Community Theater. And me and my mom went to go see a play there and I forgot what it was, but every, uh, right after I saw, uh, right after I saw the show, I walked out and I was like, mom, this is what I want to do. And my mom wasn't really sure what to say. I mean, our whole family was, were performers, but we did baton twirling and gymnastics and ballet, but never acting or anything like that. So it was new to her. And So I did little um, acting camps and theater camps at Germantown Community Theater. My first role was actually a bunny rabbit in Sleeping Beauty, which was so much fun. And then later that, or in a couple, a few years later, I realized that I wanted to be a film and TV actor as well, which was very, very different for my mom. What my mom did was uh, she had us go to Atlanta, Georgia and do background work just to see if we liked it. My mom didn't think I was going to like it. So like it would just all kind of blow blow over after this because I wouldn't like it at all. And it totally backfired on her because I loved it so much. It was just such an incredible experience. And I definitely wanted to keep doing it. So after that, we all kind of, we figured it out and I got an Atlanta agent and then I booked Matilda the musical. And uh, after that, we moved to New York City And then I have now booked The Big Show Show, which is super exciting. Awesome. Now, you've done a lot of theater. Do you have a desire to continue to do that? Was that something that you would want to do again? Or that was a great experience, but you prefer film and television acting over anything else? Yeah, for sure. So I loved playing Matilda in the national tour of Matilda. It was an incredible experience. And I loved being able to go on stage every night and perform for a different audience every single night. So that was just so amazing. But I definitely prefer film and TV over theater, but I would love to do theater again when I am older, for sure. 
Is one more challenging than the other for you? Or are there two different kinds of experiences? I feel like they're definitely two different kinds of experiences, but I had to learn so much more from quickly from moving to film and from moving from theater to film and TV. So I feel like the transition from theater to film and TV was definitely harder, but I would say that they, they both have equal challenges to kind of learn and just further yourself for sure. Right. And Matilda is a great story. So I imagine the Broadway touring version was just as equally as amazing. I haven't seen it. I've seen clips of it before, but uh, it's something that I think, Uh, my kids would be into. So I definitely would like to expose them to that. So you've done theater and you've done film and television. How do you find a balance between that life and just being a quote unquote normal kid, having friends? I know you're homeschooled. You go to youth group. How do you find a balance between all of that? So you have somewhat of a normal life. Yeah. So I make sure to kind of balance out my time between like practicing my singing and my guitar and my acting. I make sure, especially now where I can't actually go and see my friends or invite them over. I make sure to FaceTime my friends and hang out with my friends and just make sure to text them. And I, in my school, I have a friend, Lydia Jewett. Um, She's such an amazing friend and we hang out every day and we do school together and read the book that we're reading in English. We're currently reading Unbroken, which is an amazing book. And we're like reading through that and doing our assignments together. It's just so amazing, especially to have a have a really good friend in school with you because then you can kind of talk through your school problems. That's very cool. Now, do your friends in school treat you differently because you're quote unquote famous and you have this TV show and all of that, or none of it matters to them? I always find it interesting because you're just, you've accomplished so much so young, which I think is so awesome. And that is just one of the greatest things to be able to see young people do that. Are there challenges there or is people just look at you as Lily and it's not really like a big deal to them at all? Yeah. Well, a lot of my friends are actors and honestly for them, it's just like, it's what we all do. And like Lydia Jewett, we're such good friends. She's also an actor and she just treats me like we're just normal friends. And like, we don't treat each other any differently because we're on a show or anything, but I feel like a lot of my friends, the school that I go to, it's Dwight Global. So it is catered towards kids like um, tennis players and ballerinas and actors who don't really have the time to go to actual school and are traveling a lot. So most of my friends at school just kind of think, think of me as Lily Brooks and we just, you know, hang out and we treat each other exactly the same, no matter what we do. That's very cool. And I think that's awesome that you're able to live a normal life and you don't worry about those types of things and people, just treat you normally. I'm sure that makes it easier for you as well because there's not that pressure, right, of having to be a certain way around a certain group of people. And I guess if you're surrounded by creative types all the time, then that's just your normal, right? (laughs) When I was younger, actually, when I was in second grade, I was in a movie called Shark Lake with Dolph Lundgren. I played his daughter. And all of my friends at school did not even believe me that I was <laughs> in the movie, even though I was gone for five weeks filming the, the movie. So no one believed me. And then a few years later, I, I'm getting like DMs saying, oh, my God, you were actually in a movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. I've heard that story before. I was talking to somebody else and they were on a television show or maybe it was a reality TV show. I don't know which, but they all said the same thing. They didn't believe her when she was gone, which 
that was a fun movie, by the way. I just watched that a couple nights ago, ironically, uh, before we got this interview booked. But I was like, oh, that's such, I forgot, uh, even forgotten about that movie. Well, that's yeah. funny that people do that because it's like, it's not like you would make that up, right? I mean, that's yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be gone for five weeks. Bye, guys. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. I mean, my school was such a, so amazing about it. They gave me a whole pack of school to do, which was awesome. That's so cool. So you started acting at a young age. You got your parents on board with it. Now you're on a Netflix show, which is huge. What other types of projects would you like to work on? What are some dream jobs that you would like to maybe do once you're given the opportunity? I would love to do a movie, like a dramatic movie to kind of like, I guess, further myself because I've been doing a lot of comedy and sitcoms lately. So I would love to do a dramatic movie. I mean, hopefully season two of The Big Show Show would be great. Um, I would also love to do a TV show, a dramatic TV show. I love doing dramatic shows. Just it it's so different from comedy, of course. So it's just so important, especially as an actor, to make sure that you know how to do many different types of acting. So I would love to do a dramatic TV show or movie. That's very cool. And I think those are great aspirations. Who are some of your influences that you look up to as an actor that you go, oh man, I like the way he or she performs in a film or how they act who who are some of those folks? Yeah, of course. I I look up to Lauren Graham so much, especially comedically. Um, Gilmore Girls is one of my all time favorite shows for sure, and she is just so incredible, especially her comedic timing. It's just so like Spitfire. Like her, she just talks so fast, and it makes it so funny. Something that I've learned from her is that in between some of her lines, like even though she talks so fast, she'll take certain breaths. Or she'll use her breath and her her eyes and her mouth just to kind of show her expression. And it just makes her acting so, so full and so whole. And it just, I've learned so much from that. And I just, I use it and I think of it every day when I'm acting. That's super cool. Do you like to watch yourself on screen or are you like, no, I'm good? (laughs) I used to be be like, no, I'm good. I don't want to watch myself, especially for self-tapes. But... I feel like now I've kind of learned that it's so important to watch yourself back and not be too critical about yourself, but try, kind of just go and think, oh, maybe this would have been a bit ba- a bit better. And like, maybe I'll try that next time and see how that feels. Because it's so important to not get stuck in the same way of saying different things all the time. And like, I just love something that I do for auditions is that I go through each line and I prepare three different ways of saying okay. it for each so that I can, so I can have three takes that are totally different from each other so that I can think, Oh, I, I really like that way that I did it. Or no, I like that one better. It's just so, it's so nice to have choices, especially like when you're watching it back and you you're like, Oh, that's the only thing I did. I, I don't really like it. So when I, when I have those three different ways, I can be like, Oh, I, I really liked that way. It's really nice to have options. Now, being an actor, you face a lot of rejection, right? I can only imagine you go out on auditions mm-hmm. and sometimes you might hear back and sometimes you might not ever hear back. How do you deal with that at such a young age? How, what is your process? You don't have to talk about anything specific, but just kind of generally speaking, like how does Lily deal with hearing no? Like, Because I imagine you probably hear it a lot. But then you get the one big yes, like your movie with Dolph or 
this Netflix special, like how do you handle rejection at such a young age? I something that I do is that I I've gotten I've gotten a lot of no's, especially like in theater and short films and TV and movies. I've gotten no's for so many things. And something that I've had to learn is that it's not always about my acting. I could have gone in and done an incredible job acting, but I wouldn't be the right look. Something that my mom and I talk about is that when I go into an audition, I don't always have to book the role. My goal is to book the room. So I want the casting directors to remember me, even if I'm not ro- even if I'm not right for this role. And something that I do when I when I'm told no is that I go and I cook dinner for my family, and I we, we watch a movie together or we play a game, and it just really takes my mind off of being rejected and having someone say so sorry this just wasn't for you and it's something that I've had to do is just remember that it's not always about me and it could be about my look and just that they hired a different a different color haired uh, mom or dad and that I just wasn't right exactly for this role that's very cool and I love that response super super cool and it's a good thing right if the casting director keeps calling you back for different projects, right? Because then they're interested in you and they're just trying to find the right part. Do you find that to be true? I, I, for sure. I went in for a role a couple of weeks ago and they, they, they really loved me for it, but it just wasn't, it wasn't exactly my perfect role, but they told me that they would definitely keep me in mind for different roles in the future. So that really made me feel good that I did so well on the, on the, on the self tape that they wanted to keep me in mind for other for other projects to come. That's cool. You probably get in there and you see the same casting director. They're like, oh, hi, Lily. How are you? And it's good that you just keep going and you keep doing your best because there's a lot of people who are talented, but I think what separates them is the fact how hard you work. You're always working on your craft. You're doing things on social media. You're finding ways to be creative and you're filling your time, not just sitting around, right? Waiting for the phone to ring because uh, that might never happen. So what advice would you give to someone who is young or old, whoever, who wants to pursue acting or any kind of craft? Like what are some things that you have learned that have helped you along the way that you could pass along? Well, it's kind of like what I was saying before. I just make sure that you don't give up because, I mean, you're going to be told no for roles. I mean, it's kind of inevitable like when, you're, when, you, when you go into acting because you're not always going to be right for a role. Even if you have the most incredible talent, sometimes you're just not what they're looking for. And they will definitely keep you in mind for projects to come. So even if even if they don't say, oh, we're thinking about you for another role, they might be. So just make sure you don't give up. And I was told some incredible advice by Jaleel White, who is also on the show, on the Big Show show. He played he played Steve Urkel in Family Matters, and he plays a Big Show's best friend in the Big Show show. But I was told some amazing advice by him that being a kid actor is so hard, especially when you really sometimes you'll see that your friends are going out and they're at a birthday party and you're working, even though you know you love acting, but sometimes it can make you feel a little bit like you're missing out, even though, I mean, you're doing something that you really love. So something that he told me is that just forget about it because you're doing something so incredible and it's just going to make your life so much better and you're going to learn so much from it. And also like a lot of kids, he said, he told me that some kids do 
that say that they want to start acting not because they love it, but because they want to be famous or because they want to be really well known. And something that he said is that it's really important to start acting because you're passionate about it, not because you want to do it for a reason that's not because you love it. So just make sure that you love it and make sure that it's something that you really, really, really want to do. Because if not, it's not easy. It really it isn't easy. It, you really have to work hard for it. And you just have to make sure that you love working hard for it because it definitely does take a lot of work. That is fantastic. Man, well, the sky is the limit for you, my friend. You know, I, I feel like that you're going to just continue to do amazing things. And hopefully once all of this corona pandemic ends, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood. will crank back up again and and you'll be able to do these awesome things. So if people want to learn more about you, how can they do that? Yeah, for sure. So um, you can follow me on Instagram at Lily Brooks O'Brien. Also, I am Lily Brooks O'Brien on Facebook as well. And for Twitter, it is I am Lily Brooks. Awesome. Well, Lily, thank you for being a part of the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, I forgot to say, I'm also on Cameo as Lily Brooks O'Brien. And all of the proceeds um, from Cameo will be going to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, which is where I grew up. Very cool. Well, all of that information will be in our show notes. Lily, thank you again for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so, so much for having me. This was amazing. It's such an amazing interview. Thanks for choosing to join in to this week's episode. Be sure to follow the show on social media. Brett's Open Mic on all platforms and to subscribe to the show on your player of choice, which is absolutely free. Finally, please consider sharing this episode with a friend. Every little bit helps. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.